Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 236 is entitled, What is Real? Part 6, Ariel D. Theism versus Atheism. It is not practical to attempt to list all the assumptions in the Holy Scriptures. Imagine the length of such an encyclopedia. Since I address the plan of salvation, I have chosen a few representative assumptions from the Holy Bible relating to the five distinct periods in our journey back to God. The periods are, one, our pre-mortal life, two, the creation, Garden of Eden, and the fall of man, three, our earth life, four, our life after death in the spirit world, or period between death and the resurrection, and five, our life after the resurrection and final judgment. The list is embarrassingly incomplete, so I invite other Christians to provide their own assumptions to fill in the gap. You may even want to replace some of mine with your own so that it accurately reflects your Christian worldview. The purpose of these podcasts is to emphasize the conflicting worldviews that are governing our lives, our decisions, our behavior, our opinions, our politics, and our nation. The two worldviews presented in this series are the Christian worldview and the atheistic worldview or view of science. Podcast 231 entitled Laplace's Demon focused on the atheistic worldview. It contained the 10 most common fallacies promoted by atheists relating to the story of creation. They are 1. There is no intelligent design and no intelligent designer. 2. Life was created by accident. 3. Man is nothing but an accidental collocation of atoms. 4. We live in an accidental universe. 5. There is no life prior to earth. 6. There is no life after death. 7. Only the physical body has life. In other words, there is no soul. 8. Man is ruled by genetic determinism. 9. Charles Darwin is the only God, and evolution is the only orthodox doctrine. 10. Science is God, and God is science. The podcast, entitled Ariel, focused on the Christian paradigm. They include the following. Podcast 232 focuses on the creation. Podcast 233 and 234 focus on the fall. This podcast, 236, focuses on theism versus atheism, and the podcast entitled Area that follow focus specifically on the additional assumptions of the Christian worldview and their application. One writer quipped, a writer doesn't finish his work, he abandons it. I find that to be true. As our world moves away from Christ toward atheism, our worldviews, particularly as they affect our views on government, become more and more in conflict. This is probably true in most countries, but it is strongly illustrated in the United States between the liberal view and the conservative view. 
In America, we are so used to the terms Democratic and Republican that we erroneously assume that those are the two worldviews that divide our government and give us a two-party system. Once upon a time in the not-too-distant past, that was true. Today, it is not. The names continue, but the terms are meaningless. America is no longer about the differences between two political parties seeking the same goal as stated in our Declaration of Independence. Regardless of the religious leanings of the individuals of each party, the two parties today are atheists and theists. The liberal left has adopted the atheistic views of science. The conservative right maintains the original theist position of our founding fathers. For example, the left, with the view of global warming, abortion, gay marriage, critical race theory, gender identity, government-created equality, separation of church and state, attack on Bill of Rights, particularly freedom of speech and freedom of religion, the rejection of the Ten Commandments, and the adoption of the scientific view of creation is moving away from the principles of our founding fathers, away from self-reliance, away from freedom, liberty, and agency, away from law and order, away from balance of power, away from sovereignty, away from the Constitution, and towards socialism, communism, agnosticism, atheism, totalitarianism, and a one-world government. The conservative right still stands for the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, the Balance of Power, the Constitution, the Flag, the National Anthem, the Pledge of Allegiance, In God We Trust, Decency, Patriotism, and Strong Family Values. Since the terms Democratic and Republican no longer apply, liberal and conservative are the closest terms we have to defining the opposing parties today. The liberal movement is a deliberate attempt to remove God and religion, particularly Christianity, from our nation. There is a difference between how one views the world and how the world views them. Do not be deceived. Regardless of the rhetoric, one's view of the world will find a way to manipulate how the world views them. For example, in politics, if one lives in a red state, they may adapt the color red, but in office they will wear the color blue. Their words will be red on the campaign trail, but their heart will be blue when voting in secret. What they say will be red. What they do and how they vote will be blue. That is why the extremely liberal senatorial candidate from Pennsylvania was able to hold two different opinions on the same issue at the same time. Historically, he was outspoken against fossil fuels and fracking. In his only debate, he claimed he was for fracking to placate his Pennsylvania voters. One may think him hypocritical, but the word hypocrite is a semantic game. In a liberal's eyes, they are true to their worldview, and the ends justify the means. They live in a world of moral relativism, where nothing is absolute except change, and language is not a means of revealing the truth, but of obfuscation to achieve their ends. For example, the liberal majority leader of the Senate in one speech railed against illegal immigration. A decade later, he railed against those conservatives who opposed illegal immigration. Instead, giving amnesty to millions of illegal immigrants was the moral thing to do. Was he a hypocrite? In his eye, he was being true to his worldview both times. Morality is defined not by God, but by his worldview. Conscience is not attached to actions or religion. Conscience is attached to worldview. That is why the left can take the life of a baby on the day of birth and feel morally righteous. A person may be devoutly religious, but still kill an unborn child. 
In moral relativism, their God will always accommodate their worldview. This is also why they can destroy our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, our balance of power, our economy, our police, our sovereignty, and our liberty in the name of freedom and democracy, and create a one-world government devoted to socialism and communism. In their eyes, it is the moral thing to do, meaning it fits their worldview. For 200 years, the press valiantly fought for freedom of speech and freedom of the press. Some even went to jail rather than compromise. However, once they adopted the liberals' point of view, they gave up freedom of the press without a fight, and they suppressed all opposing views. The press today, filled with moral indignation, is merely a propaganda machine for the left. They are marionettes on a string. It is like the Punch and Judy show. Everything is scripted. The press repeats the same cliches with tedious redundancy, but moral intensity. Once upon a time, they were fired for lying. Now they are fired for telling the truth. Liberalism cannot exist in a world of moral absolutes. That is why they feel the need to destroy Christianity. It gets in the way of their worldview. The liberal God will always bow to their opinions. The Christian God will not. The gap is going to get wider and wider, the rhetoric meaner. It is an ongoing Cold War kept alive by overheated rhetoric. The left will seek to destroy anything or anyone who opposes them. Truth is irrelevant in a world of moral relativism. They exist in a constant whirlwind of half-truths, slander, lies, false accusations, character assassination, emotional eruptions, and moral outrage. They thrive on discontent, manufactured racism, racial tension, Violence, disorder, anger, demonstrations, hatred, upheaval, crime, anxiety, fear, and revolution. They cannot survive in peace, prosperity, harmony, law and order, security, contentment, self-reliance, and patriotism. They employ character assassination regardless of the truth. They cunningly generate policies that deliberately cause violent demonstrations, class hatred, inflation, increased crime, economic uncertainty, and moral breakdown yet blame the consequences on their opponents. They will even fabricate a story to entrap their opponents. They will lie unblushingly and commit any kind of atrocity that advances their cause while proclaiming their innocence. Yet while boldly denying any wrongdoing, they will savagely accuse their opponent of committing the same crimes they are committing themselves, without providing any evidence. As with any good lawyer, their strength is not in the truth, but in creating doubts about their opponent's innocence. To the left, democracy in America must be destroyed to allow socialism to take its place. The economy and self-reliance must be destroyed so they can be our saviors. Law and order must be destroyed so they can impose greater restrictions. Self-government must be destroyed so they can centralize power. Christianity must be destroyed because absolute truths are their greatest enemy. Christianity perpetuates the haunting past of a forgotten conscience. It makes them uncomfortable. The reason all other religions get a pass is because they have no former attachments. Our country was founded on the Christian principles. Simply look at the guiding statement in our Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just power.
powers from the consent of the governed. Implied in the Declaration of Independence is that truth is self-evident. In other words, truth is absolute. The left has moved away from that paradigm. Political correctness, for example, holds truths to be relative as evidenced by the fact that gender is not self-evident, that gender is a choice, that men can have babies, that a man can become a woman by thinking he is a woman. Another assumption in our founding documents is that God created man, that God gave us unalienable rights, and that God created us as equal. The left is denying those rights. To the left, life is no longer considered a self-evident truth as shown by the fact that they reduce the very origin of life to medical tissue, uterine contents, pregnancy tissue, or products of conception. They call abortion, emptying the uterus, gentle suction, interruption of pregnancy. Abortion clinics are called health clinics. Termination of pregnancy is called Planned Parenthood. Our Bill of Rights is under attack, especially freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, and freedom of peaceful assembly, as demonstrated during the COVID pandemic, when church assemblies were forbidden, but demonstrations against police were encouraged. One minister was recently arrested by the FBI for holding a peaceful demonstration against abortion. Other conservatives have been targeted by the FBI as domestic terrorists. Even parents who oppose the woke agenda in our schools are defined as domestic terrorists by the left. The left teaches that schools have more authority over the children than parents. Any philosophy of the left, even encouraging teenagers to have sex change operations, are aggressively promoted, even against parents' wishes, while those who oppose are silenced as domestic terrorists. We live in a very frightening time. The left has abandoned the idea of self-evident truths. The two parties today, regardless of their name, represent two entirely separate worldviews. One based on a world with God, the other based on a world without God, giving government free reign to micromanage our lives. All Democrats and many Republicans in high public office support the liberal agenda of the left. One thing that is clear to American voters is that Democrats in high office will always vote one ticket, and many Republicans who claim to be conservatives in their voting record will support the left agenda. For that reason, the terms Democrat and Republican are no longer valid. In the last election, those with the name Republican, for the first time in years, won a majority in the House of Representatives. However, that in no way guarantees that America has a majority of conservatives in the House. That certainty is past. The word Republican no longer means conservative. If the recent past is an example, it is in name only. In practical terms, the left may still have the majority in both the Senate and the House, with, of course, the support of a socialist president and many liberals on the Supreme Court. Now that the press is overwhelmingly liberal, now that the FBI, the IRS, and the Justice Department are enforcers of the left agenda, now that the social media is far left, now that the president is further left than them all, and in addition, now that the members of the Supreme Court are appointed by political leanings rather than constitutional knowledge, now that liberal judges are appointed to rewrite the Constitution rather than to defend it, now that the borders are open for terrorists, drug cartels, drugs, and anyone of any nationality who can wade the Rio Grande River, because of all of this, the balance of power is gone in America. The Democrats have the cunning of a fox, while the Republicans with only some exceptions, have faltered in leadership, wisdom, and courage. How can the Republicans explain Obamacare? 
while Trump was in office, they had the power to repeal Obamacare, but they didn't. Why? Whereas the left has boldly declared its worldview, it is often difficult to grasp the worldview of the Republicans who have allowed the left to ruin our country virtually unopposed. A Republican my entire life, I denounce the name of Republican and proudly carry the name of conservative. Our liberty is in greater jeopardy than in any other time in the past, and that includes the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, and two world wars, where patriotism was high and issues clearly defined. The other endless, inexplicable wars that followed have demoralized and weakened our nation. We are at the mercy of the two world views. Our only safety as Christians is to declare our true worldview and boldly express it in public discourse and actively engage in public office on every level, especially schools, cities, and states. We must stand with courage for absolute truth. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.